join me, Christine Weinbrenner Eirich, for soulful conversations with my community of travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. We might all agree that we are missing travel right now. These conversations highlight what tourism really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. In each episode, you'll hear the story of industry professionals and seasoned travelers who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. This is the soul of travel. Nabila Ismail is a Pakistani-American solo female traveler, entrepreneur, pharmacist, and many other things. Originally from New York, she calls the world her home. Anywhere she can bring a laptop, she's there. She's been solo traveling for the last 10 years with the mission to educate herself about the world and inspire other women of color to follow their dreams. Her personal brand is Dose of Travel, which combines all of her interests from healthcare, pharmacy, entrepreneurship, and travel. Now she's also the founder of the Dose of Travel Club, which creates a safe, accessible, and inclusive place for travelers on a mission to see more diversity and representation in the travel space. She is also a writer, photographer, and works as a consultant with health tech startups and brands. Her words can be found in Forbes, Travel and Leisure, Fodders, GoodRx, and more. She has been featured on screen on BBC News and I-24 News. She was previously the host of the Good Pharmacist podcast and the Dose of Travel podcast. In our conversation, we talk about her drive to create a space for other South Asian women travelers, launching a travel business, and how her passion for medicine, global health education, and her doctorate in pharmacy give her a unique connection to destinations where she travels. Love these soulful conversations? We rely on listener support to produce our podcast. You can support me in amplifying the voices of women by making a donation on PayPal. The link is in the show notes. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Nabila Ismail. Welcome to Soul of Travel podcast. I am so happy today to be joined by Nabila Ismail, and she is calling us from Kenya. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your travel schedule to join us. Um, I love that in these conversations, I really get to connect with people literally around the world. So that's a fun part of this experience. And we've been trying to make this happen for a while. So I'm really excited to be able to bring your story to the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm also really excited that we're finally doing this. Um, It's about time that our timing aligned. Yeah, uh, certainly it was so much easier at the beginning of this podcast to connect with women as in the pandemic, people weren't traveling as much. And now I am realizing having a 
podcast talking with women who are seasoned travelers, it makes it a lot more difficult to track people down, but um, <laughs> technology and co-working spaces like you're in today really allow for us to still stay connected. So I appreciate it. Um, yeah. For those of you joining, um, Nabila is a solo female traveler, entrepreneur, and pharmacist, and uh, like myself and so many of the solo travel guests, a multi-passionate woman, and I can't wait to kind of hear how all of these pieces of your story are woven together. Um, I'd love to turn it over to you and give you a moment to introduce yourself and uh, let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are and who you are in the space of travel. Yeah, thank you. So like you mentioned, I am a pharmacist by training. Um, and so I worked in the profession and then I always had like a passion for travel and had been traveling. Um, I started at 18 and so it's been a decade of traveling solo. And up until recently, about eight months ago, I actually left my full-time job to kind of give myself some time to breathe, travel some more after the pandemic. And like you mentioned, nobody was traveling. And um, somewhere along the way, I kind of took content creation and um, influencing a little bit more seriously, which led to the launch of my travel company, um, where I organized group trips, um, mainly targeted for people of color to have a safe and inclusive space. Um, and yeah, and then it's kind of just led to a lot of other things like freelance writing and working with brands. And so it's been quite a journey, but that's my quick <laughs> bio there. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, and it's, uh, I think, well, we'll get into it later, but really that that tipping point for you and how quickly that part of your transition grew is pretty exciting. And we'll talk about some of the tools and, um, you know, ways that that happened. But I, I think that the content you're creating is just really unique and resonant for so many people. So I think that that is probably, probably part of it as well. Um, you mentioned you started traveling uh, at about 18, but when did travel come into your life? And what were some of those early impactful travel experiences that really begin to shape who you are and where you are today? Yeah, that's always a good question because I'm not sure if I can quite pinpoint when travel happened because growing up um, in the States, my family is a Pakistani, so I'm first gen. And when I was young, like from times that I can't even recall, I used to go back and forth um, because my mom's entire family is there. So I feel like just being on a plane at a young age and going into a completely different world um, was probably played a part. And then when I was in high school, I had a French exchange student who came to live with me and I went to go stay with her for two weeks. And so going to Europe at the age of 14, that was something I never really planned for. And I feel like it's quite a dream to go to Paris um, and live with someone. So I think that was like a pocket of like inspiration and my love for travel. And then I think the biggest step probably was when um, I finished my first year of college and I moved to Spain to be an au pair for three months, um, kind of combined like, oh, this would be a good work experience, put on my resume, I could practice my Spanish, but I would also like could travel. And I think that's where I was at an age where I like understood that people did this, people could do this. Um, and I met so many other solo travelers and learned that like people took gap years and quit their jobs and whatnot or worked abroad. And that's really when everything kind of opened up for me. And since then, it's kind of been nonstop um, of travel pretty much. 
Yeah. I think that perspective is so valuable because in the U S we don't really think about travel. I think the same way that so many people around the world think about travel or especially in Europe, like it's so common, like you said, to take a gap year or to, to have uh, be a foreign exchange student, even, you know, it's not as common for the U S students to think about it, but I think it's very common for European students to think about it. And, um, I think it is really important in, in shaping our worldview and our understanding. And uh, I'm getting ready to travel with my three daughters for a year. And I can't wait to just kind of see who that shapes them into as well. But they are also most excited about Paris. So I think they could relate to your experience of being a 14 year old and being able to go there. There's something I don't know why that city has such a magical draw, I think, especially for girls, but they all think it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Paris has a chokehold on so many people and I quite, like can't really figure out what it is, but it still holds that charm for me even now, like 10 years later, um, 10 years plus. But okay, I'm going to have to know more about this year abroad with your three daughters. That sounds like an incredible experience and I'm like so excited for you and them. Um, yeah, I hope to hear more about it either through yeah. this podcast or even later. <laughs> yeah, I would love to share with you. Um, you did mention that some of your earliest travel experiences were going back and forth between Pakistan and New York. And um, some of the things that I've talked about with other guests is really how travel becomes a, like a bridge to understand, uh, especially you said your first generation growing up in the U.S., like the gap between your U.S. identity, your American identity, and your lineage Um, And I know for me, international travel and then bringing group travel travelers actually to the region where I grew up in the U.S. were ways that I really began to see things through new eyes and understand myself and understand where I came from. How did travel help you to really begin to value your culture and yourself and really begin to understand how all that works together? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say that it kind of came to me late, to be honest. Like I said, I've been traveling for 10 years and maybe subconsciously that was one of the reasons why I traveled and enjoyed it so much because I think one of the big focuses while I traveled was like culture. Like that's why I was no pair, which means like even exchange. So I learned a lot about different cultures like while I was there. And then I did a lot of different projects and opportunities that allowed me to kind of really get into the weeds and learn more about the country that I was visiting. But it never occurred to me that like, like it never made me really like focus on my own culture. And I kind of didn't really adhere to my culture or really like subscribe to it almost. Like I was very, very much like removed growing up um, for reasons that I haven't really figured out, or I guess we could probably like assume. Um, but up until recently, I'd say like the last two years, um, I think I spent a lot more time at home as an adult because of the pandemic. So I moved back home for a little bit to visit after being away from my family during the earlier pandemic. And I saw more of my like cousins and my friends and like went to a couple of more weddings. And I think I started to realize um, it was specifically when I was in Mexico, I was so fascinated to learn the language and to learn how to dance and um, just was really, really fascinated. And something clicked and I was like, 
wait, for all this time, I've already spoken another language. And it's something that I was embarrassed of. Like I actually wrote my college entrance exam or essay um, about me growing up as like a Pakistani American and how I kind of was like ashamed of it growing up. And so I started to realize um, just a couple of years ago that I had this culture and I was kind of losing it. The language was kind of leaving. And then I kind of just got obsessed with it because it was the easiest one to relearn and to like assimilate into because it is me. Um, And so in the last two years, that's kind of what happened. And then I also kind of noticed that there weren't other South Asian travelers, um, as many. There are definitely out there, but as many. And once I posted, I would see people comment that they'd be like, oh, I haven't seen another like South Asian or like a Desi, which is like a term that we use colloquially, um, like traveler. And it's so cool that you do that. And then I would just see it and it'd be a pattern. And I was like, wait, like, is this something? And so that's kind of how the group trips also started to come about. And it's kind of what's also led me on this like year long journey. Like I've mainly been focusing on the Middle East. And actually after Kenya, I am going to Pakistan to spend time with my grandparents. And it'll be the first time that I go as an adult. So I'm like excited, nervous, like I don't know what to expect. But um, yeah, that's the long-winded way, a story of like how um, culture has played a part and how I've rekindled with it. Yeah, um, I love the moment that you shared in Mexico and realizing that you know you had been searching for something that was already yours, really. And I think that that really is one of the power thing, powerful things about travel. And I think also as a, a young person, like it's really natural to detach from anything your parents try to give you. And so even if that is this cultural identity, like you try to dismiss it and, um, and then being able to settle back into that or embrace that part of you once it's yours, I guess, and not something that somebody is trying to like saddle you with, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but I I think that's a a process that people go through in general. But then when you're looking at it from this broader lens, like it's such a a, a different experience when it's a completely different um, lineage or a completely different cultural identity that you're trying to work with. And then also, you know, the idea of speaking a different language and and trying to find yourself in a different culture. I, I think that's also something that is so powerful in travel because like as we move through different places, we really do see parts of ourselves more clearly in our contrast with others and our similarities with others. And so I think that's so cool that, you know, that you witnessed that. And then you also said, you know, you didn't notice it happening until recently. And I think that's the other really important thing is a lot of times people talk about these huge aha moments they had from travel or these transformational experiences. And we often assume it just happened like a light switch. And often I think that's not the case is that it does take all of this layering before you see it or this uncovering before you see it. Um, So I love that, you know, you're just starting to see that. And I think that gives a lot of people permission to, not put that pressure on themselves that they're, that they have been traveling and seeking and maybe not found that revelation yet. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I also wanted to add that another thing that kind of made me realize this was when I would travel to other countries, um, I am often people will assume or ask like, oh, are you Indian? And I'll tell them I'm Pakistani, but they'll usually admire the culture or be like, oh my gosh, like I love watching Bollywood or something like that. And hearing um, my culture being shared and like celebrated in a positive way, which it hasn't always been in my childhood and growing up. Um, I think that's also something that kind of made me like the way that I would admire the Mexican culture and want to learn how to salsa dance or speak Spanish. Someone else would say the same thing. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I do have like this beautiful culture. Like we have great dances in our language and our food, um, like things that I didn't really realize, but hearing it shared so positively around the world um where we might not have anything else really in common but people would be like oh yeah I've seen this or like it's so cool that you're Indian I haven't seen a Pakistani person before it would always be um, a point of conversation but it was more so positive and that's kind of what had also led to like this revelation and you're right it has not been an aha moment nothing about like traveling especially when I quit my job I thought I'd have so many aha moments but everything has been such a slow build but um I really recommend journaling because that's when you can kind of trace back and realize like oh yeah there have been small changes but they're definitely there mm-hmm. um yeah I I feel like that's such an important yeah, important processes, journaling, reflecting, integrating, and then, and then seeing those moments afterward. Um, You mentioned sharing on Instagram and kind of the feedback and responses you would get and recognizing that maybe there was a need for community and for travel that was serving other South Asian women and encouraging them to travel solo, which led you to creating your own travel company. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about kind of the conversations that happen within this space and some of the obstacles that you see members of your community facing or how community has been supporting each other and really what changes you've seen in representation of South Asian women travelers as you've stepped into this space. Because before you said you knew there were some, but you weren't always seeing it. And I think once we immerse ourselves, we start to see more than we recognized, but I would just love to hear from you what that experience has been like. Yeah, it's been really interesting. There, Some of the challenges, I guess, are definitely the same ones that I experienced, but for whatever reason, I guess, since I've been traveling for so long, they have like slipped my mind or like, I forget that they were challenges. Um, but a lot of it has been um, definitely just the representation in the travel space, but also a lot to do with like race and feeling safe while traveling. Like a lot of the questions that I get is like, oh, where do you recommend to go as a person of color or a South Asian or Indian or Pakistani um, woman, like, or a brown traveler? Those are all like the terms that are used. Um, but where are some countries you felt safe or like, um, but another question is like, how did you get your community be, to be okay with it? It's not really common. Um, our culture is very family-based um, for women specifically. I can only speak to women because that's that's how, how I identify, but um, that to go travel um, alone, um, it just isn't something that like a lot of us have done or our families have done, especially since um, like a lot of the people who follow me are either first gen um and so they just didn't have opportunities to even travel and so we weren't really 
I wasn't really brought up with like travel being an opportunity or some, it was a luxury that I would get to do when maybe I retired. Um, and so I guess since posting about it, um, I have seen people just echoing that and saying that they're, um, it's so refreshing to see, um, but they feel more comfortable going in groups like to go together. Like it'd be so nice to have a like-minded group or someone with the same background who understands like how difficult this is to get approval from family or to like go do something um, like for themselves even um, because travel again is like a luxury. Um, so yeah, I would say it's been a lot of different things, um, but I think my journey specifically, because I kind of followed the traditional route of going down and getting a doctorate. Um, growing up, I either had to get a doctorate or be a lawyer or an engineer. And so I got my doctorate in pharmacy and I went down that traditional path, but then I slowly pivoted into tech and then I became an entrepreneur and pursued something creative full-time, which also I feel like, um, going after your passions isn't always the easiest thing um, or a luxury people even have. And so a lot of it has been more so about my career journey as well and how I've just completely changed course over and over again. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think especially as women, we, we find all these roles that we are expected to step into and culturally then there's added layers to that, um, all over the world, you know, there's so many different, uh, ways that women feel they need to show up based on who they are and where they've grown up and all these other parameters. And I think creating conversations and safe space to kind of unpack some of that is really important. And it's so interesting how travel becomes the place where those conversations land. Like we could be having those conversations in a lot of different arenas, but travel somehow seems to pull those people together and allow for these conversations in a different way. Um, so I, I love hearing about that. And then you also, you know, mentioned that you do have your PhD and, um, chose to kind of follow that set of expectations, but then realized at some point that that wasn't in alignment with who you really wanted to be or didn't fully allow you to be who, who you wanted to be. I, I would love to talk a little bit more about how you do still bring that into your travels today. And I know that you're really passionate about global health and travel medicine and are an um, ambassador with an NGO to talk about uh, education and global health. So it's like this beautiful space where you can bring both things together. What, what work are you doing there right now? Yeah. So I do have my PharmD and I think because I'm not that I'm not using it anymore in the traditional sense, it's still really important to me and brings me a lot of joy. Um, and so even when I was in pharmacy school, I was really focused on the global aspect because of my love for travel and culture and the world essentially. So I did a lot of work. Um, I want a research grant to go to Uganda and then I did my um, clinicals in Zimbabwe for a short bit. And so that was kind of always the plan, even if I stayed on the traditional course of being a pharmacist and either working in a hospital or um, a community pharmacy. But now um, 
because I'm traveling, I have the opportunity to see healthcare literally where I am. And so I don't know if it's just me because like that's the profession I went down to. But every time I walk by a pharmacy, I feel like I need to go in and talk to the pharmacist and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a pharmacist. Like hear how they're doing, what their challenges are um, and kind of just learn about pharmacy from their point of view. So I nearly do that in every country I go to. Um, And so I get to learn a little bit and like expand my network and meet a lot of cool people. And I have also kind of pivoted even my travel content to be about travel health and travel medicine. So last year I took a travel medicine course, um, which was really fascinating and has allowed me to lean into that. And because of my unique background, I don't only just talk about travel, I talk about healthcare. And so I have a good following from we're interested in both. And so it's allowed me to work with NGOs um, and like consult. So like I mentioned, after I was a community pharmacist, I went into health tech. And so I have a marketing background in tech. And so I still do that on the side. And then because I'm traveling, I will either volunteer at an NGO like I did in Lebanon for a month. Um, And then um, I actually, oddly enough, (laughs) I got dengue fever over the summer in Bali and I posted about it. And so I have used my own experiences to talk about it. um, And that's led me to do more work. Um, Like in short, the video went viral (laughs) and I didn't expect it to. And then I kind of was able to use that as an opportunity to be like a speaker and like work with different NGOs to talk about infectious diseases and travel health. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. And that brings me a lot of joy because it really truly bridges like the two things I'm passionate about, like you mentioned. Yeah, I think it's so amazing. And I love hearing that you kind of find yourself in pharmacies all over the world and having those conversations, because one of the things I talk a lot about with my guests is when you're looking at how to create a positive impact and align that with travel, that there's not only one way to do it, and that usually the most effective way is to find the thing you're already passionate about and turn that into your impact. And I I think most people have some underlying passion that can be turned into both travel and positive impact. Like, like we said, like travel kind of really brings everything together because you can bring what you're interested in somewhere else. And so that helps you to, to kind of evolve in that way. Um, And also it's so interesting how these things that like no one would really want to have dengue fever right I'm sure you can speak to that firsthand um when I was traveling in Thailand I uh I don't know probably 20 years ago definitely connecting with a lot of people that had malaria or had had dengue in the past and like hearing their experiences of how they were cared for, their access to healthcare, those things were pretty interesting to me as well. And I have a background in sociology, so I tend to look at things from that lens. So I'll find myself also asking questions that people are like, why are you asking that? I'm like, oh, because I'm just trying to understand everything about everything. That's really my, my, (laughs) my modem when I'm traveling. But I just think it's so interesting to see how people's people start to weave together all of their passions. And, and once you kind of find that spot of balance and harmony where you've gotten all the things together is when you see that kind of growth, like you mentioned that this unexpected post went viral that allowed you to open all of these other doors. 
um, what, 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 what did that feel like for you to kind of step into that authentic space of your voice and your passions? Honestly, I'm still in disbelief, even just sharing that with you. I'm just like, how did that happen? And like, (laughs) I'm just so surprised. And I guess I'm also just really happy I didn't give up because like even a few years ago, I would say this, like I want to use my degree in pharmacy, but I want to use it in some way that's like creative and I still want to be able to travel. And I would just get weird looks and I would realize that like, that is such a vague statement. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't know what kind of career that is. And so when I was graduating, I was so panicked. I was like, I don't know what I want to be doing. And like, nobody else can help me because it's so vague. And like, I don't know if it even exists. And like to think that that was three years ago and now I've made like this switch where it's really hard to like define my career because like you said, it's so multi-hyphenate and I'm doing a lot of different things. But yeah, I'm just so happy that I'm I'm here and that somehow travel and healthcare go together. And I think I wouldn't have even realized that. Um, Unfortunately, I think the pandemic was kind of where those things like intersected for a lot of people. And it was a unique way for me to take my expertise as a pharmacist, but having also traveled for so long. And it was an article that I wrote for Forbes that kind of led me to go down this like niche, if you will, of like travel health or the traveling pharmacist. Um, And so honestly, I'm just really happy to be here and that like people find that content and what I'm doing interesting, um, because I wouldn't believe that I'd be here now. Yeah. It's interesting how much clarity, the like off kilter and off balance way that we were living during the pandemic, like brought clarity. It's just like that enough of that shift to knock us out of our routine and our comfort zones kind of like had us opening our eyes to different possibilities. And I think so many people found new ways of being. And obviously in travel, we, we had to get creative. If you were either a traveler or a travel professional, everything that we knew didn't exist anymore. So you, you were already kind of thinking in a different way. That's really where this podcast came from. You know, I get really frustrated sometimes thinking about the fact that I launched a travel company weeks before the pandemic. (laughs) And then because of the pandemic, this happened. And I I really think for me, this was my actual path. And I would have stayed, you know, really focused on my travel company and not done this. And, And this was really important. And now I can like bring them together, but also my travel business has a slightly different focus because much like you, like I kind of had all these things that were interesting. Like, I'm like, how do I bring like community and a sociological perspective and gender equity and sustainability together with travel? Like these things at some point seemed pretty disconnected and now they seem so obviously connected. So I think for people listening that that's a really valuable thing too, just if something is really important to you, don't discount it. Like you will find a way to kind of weave it into your story. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good message. Um, 
even if it doesn't make sense or you don't see where it'll take you, um, just keep at it. Yeah. Well, is there any um, other advice? We've talked a little bit about your travel experiences, but for female solo travelers or people who really have found barriers to travel in their way, what would you share with them in order to encourage them to get out there and take those first travel experiences or things that would maybe help support them along the way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'd say really focus on like why you're looking to solo travel um, and like focus on like what that means to you. But also I like to start small and like taste like test the waters a little bit so if it's something so big and scary maybe try like going taking yourself on a solo date or starting small like going on a road trip where you're still in your like home city same language like you have your sim card your health insurance you don't have to think about all these other things that might seem like daunting but I think really learning to be okay in your own company is kind of one really big factor of solo traveling because once you feel confident with like your own company, then you can kind of take on anything else. And then I would also recommend following um, like creators or people who inspire you and feel like you like you see representation and identify with your values because I think that always helps or it has helped even me in like a lot of ways, like even with like my career switch and um, like who I follow and places I go to, like I have changed and become more intentional with like the information I consume. And that's also kind of helped me shift my mindset from like having fear to kind of like being empowered. And so just really consuming content that allows me to do things that I want to do. Um, and so if there are naysayers who say like, you shouldn't travel alone or a woman shouldn't travel alone, like I would change that to look at people who are doing it and kind of just reframe my mindset. So I think those are like initial tips that I'd have for people who are looking to travel alone. Yeah. And I think it's so amazing how you mentioned kind of intentionally curating your social media and the content that you're consuming, because there's so much out there, but you can find what really supports you. And I think that that is such a cool thing. Like I'll notice every once in a while, I must've clicked on something that wasn't right. And my Instagram feed shifts and I'm like, what, this isn't me. So then I like have to pull back in the things that I really want to see, but it is a space for me where I actually can learn a lot and feel um, like I'm being supported in my passions and be educated. And it doesn't become as much the beast that it can be for some people. Um, and also, you know, kind of in finding your own voice, I would love for you to talk a little bit too, for people who might also be interested in, um, content creation and, um, trying to figure out how they can make their own way. What, what would you suggest to them in really trying to find their own way to stand out? Yeah. Uh, I would say it's not a race, it's a journey. So I've been at it for a really long time and I'm by no means like a huge influence or anything like that. But for me, I've always stayed very authentic and I think that has been really helpful for myself. It's like a photo diary, a visual diary of everything. And to really post content that you enjoy, like don't do it for the numbers, um, stay authentic because I think that's kind of what's going to make it in this content creation world. Like some people always say that it's so saturated and stuff, like how am I going to make it? And the only advice I have is to 
be consistent and be authentic, like post what makes sense to you. Like I struggled in the beginning when I started because I would post about pharmacy and then I'd post about travel. And I was like, I don't have a niche. Like this is like scrambled. This is all over the place. And once I started to embrace that, that's exactly when all of this stuff started to happen. Um, and then I threw in like the South Asian bit, like, cause that was really important to me. And I focused on the solo travel or the budget travel, but I would still like post something about pharmacy. Like you'll have travel photos and then you'll have something about my career. And so I would say, stay true to who you are and post things that like fuel you and gets you excited like that's that's the best when you can speak from the heart and you don't have to like try to be someone else I feel like the content creation comes a lot easier too yeah and I think people resonate it with it so much more like you might be an influencer that has so many followers but you're not going to be resonating with everybody so if you're creating that content that's so generalized that many people are following you it, it doesn't have as much value I would say personally and so I think it's such an amazing space to create a positive impact and create community if you are being authentic to who you are and then finding the other people that have similar journeys and similar interests. And uh, I think that that can be a way that we can really create more impact in that sphere. So I love that you shared that. And I think it takes the pressure off too for people who are looking to get into this space because if you can just show up as who you are, that's easier, right? Like you don't have to try and fit this thing and fit this thing. I do think there's a struggle in identifying who you are. I'm not saying that part is easy, but just expressing that and working through that part of your journey is also really authentic and people will resonate with that as well. So instead of trying to be everything to everyone, just being true to yourself and trying to reach your audience, I think that um, in business and in, you know, create content creation, that feels like the truest way to be from, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think the last couple of years, the rise in social media has shown that like, you can literally post anything. It could be like your face look with no makeup on. You could be dancing in your basement. Like the barrier to entry has definitely changed and it's no longer about like a curated aesthetic form. Um, it's more just like raw and real. And I think that that's what people really like. And so it's been really interesting to see that shift, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, we were even talking about it before we jumped on this call that we were talking about is the sound, right? Is the lighting, right? Is this right? And I was like, you know, as long as I can hear you and connect with you, that's the most important thing for me. Um, and I, I think that, uh, is one thing I love about podcasting too, is that there's a low barrier to entry and a lot of people can get into this space and they can tell their story and their voice can be heard and it doesn't have to be done in a certain way. So I think it's so exciting. Um, well, before we end our conversation, I would love for you to share how our listeners can find you. And then I also have a, a series of rapid fire questions to end our conversation. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you can definitely find me on Instagram or TikTok under Dose of Travel um, or my website, www.doseoftravel.co, not.com. Great. Um, well, what are you reading right now? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. I have to look at my app. <laughs> I just started <laughs> one yesterday. Um, oh, Love on the Brain. It's a little rom-com. Excellent. 
what is always in your suitcase or backpack when you travel? Uh, my camera. Um, to sojourn is to travel somewhere as you live there for a short while. Where is some place that you would still love to sojourn? Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, what do you eat that immediately connects you to a place that you've been? Oh, biryani. It reminds me of Pakistan. Uh, who is a person that inspired or encouraged you to set out and explore the world? Ooh. This is a good one. I would say my best friend, um, Anisha. Um, She's always been a support. She's also South Asian and she's always been super supportive of me traveling um, when it wasn't always common to do that. Yeah. If you could take an adventure with one person, uh, fictional or real, alive or past, who would it be? Jeez, I wasn't ready for these. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still going to go with my best friend. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and the, the last one, uh, Soul of Travel is a space for honoring uh, women in the tourism industry. Who is one person in the travel industry you would love to recognize here in this space? Mm -mm. Um, I'd say Lexi Limitless. She's a travel creator um, who has visited all of the countries. Um, and I just love her fierce uh, She's just really fearless in her travels. Um, so yeah, say Lexi. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad that we finally got to do this. It was a really fun conversation and um, I'm grateful for you giving us your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you. listening to Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I'm so happy to connect with you. You can find more about the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourn community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can find out more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can also find the Lotus Sojourns I Guide for Women, as well as my current book, Sojourn, offering an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective, or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or Soul of Travel Podcast. Join the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story.